0: Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Wednesday, January 10th, 2023, and I have an excellent show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels, nor Stan Szymanski, nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Also, anything presented on this program is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The title of today's show is Repent, and as opposed to a totally proper study, (laughs) I am going to share a number of scriptures with you just to foster the thinking process about repentance and about our need. To repent, Because as the scripture said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. But we'll see, there's a lot more sin than that throughout the Bible. Throughout God's people. Throughout the people. Because again, all have sinned. And when I started looking into this a little today, as a starting point, I found this in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 18, and this is somewhat well-known because of uh, T.D. Jakes, but this is at the potter's house. So I'm going to go to a number of passages here in Jeremiah 18 to start at the potter's house. I'm reading from the NIV. I know some people don't. Like it, I have a, a personal reason for reading NIV, but it, it's fairly you know, easy for folks to, um, to assimilate. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Let me stop here for a minute. Just like that clay, when it first gets to the hands of the potter, is marred. It's in some unrecognizable shape. Or it was formed into something that was quite imperfect. And so the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. People are marred. When they come to God, if they choose to come to God, are marred. And they have to be willing, actually, you know, when they make that decision to go into the hands of the potter, into the hands of God, to be reshaped into another pot. Now, it's still the same clay, but they have to be willing to put themselves into his hands so that the potter makes the choice on how that clay should be formed. That's why we, we must, you know, humble ourselves before God and allow him to shape us. As opposed to us charging off as a horse into battle, as scripture says, then the word of the Lord came to me this is chap this is uh, verse five, starting he said, "Can I not do with you Israel as this potter does declares the Lord like Clay, in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted. And if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Is that not frightening? I want to reinforce this. I'm going to jump down. Again, this is, this is looking at repentance and why it's so important in our lives. I'm not doing a study on, you know, just Jeremiah, okay? Now, as Jeremiah, you know, had shared this word, the folks that heard it said, come, let's make plans against Jeremiah for the teaching of the law by the priest will not cease. Nor will counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. So come, let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says, which is what America does. Because a lot of, a number of, of pastors and watchmen and people of God have been crying out against the evil that this country has done. There's evil that goes on in other parts of the world. Right now, I'm just concerned with America because there is plenty of evil to go around, you know, right here. And Jeremiah says, listen to me, Lord. Hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death. Let um, their young men slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them. For they have dug a pit to capture me and have hidden snares from my feet. But you, Lord, know all the plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. My God, this impresses me that, you know, that America itself, now, of course, this was Israel. The forefathers of this country, America, patterned it to some degree. On Israel, and did their best to, you know, fashion the Constitution and the laws and the foundation of the country, you know, after God's own heart, you know, to some very strong degree. Not 100%, but to a very strong degree. There have been people calling out, crying to God, asking for mercy for this country, asking for people to repent. You know, 70 million dead children through abortion is something that needs repentance. But yet, I can tell you, I was shopping for my wife at Christmas at an outlet And, you know, I wish I could remember the, what the t shirt said. But the t shirt said, oh, it said basically that abortion is health care. I'm like, wow. That is not health care, it's murder. But the people are so blind. The people will not hear, they will not repent. And so the blood continues to run. You know, Jeremiah asks, "Should good be repaid with evil, yet they have dug a pit for me?" He says, "Remember I stood before that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them." So give their children over to famine. Folks, I, I listened to Michael Yawn on the Doug Hagman Show with Steve Quayle last week. If you have not heard that show, I would highly, highly recommend that you go to the Hagman Show, H-A-G-M-A-N-N, and look up the show from last week. Uh, regarding, I wonder if I can still get there. Uh, let me search. They are verifying if I'm human, which means I need to uh, verify I'm human again. And, of course, I'm running a VPN. Ah, the Hagman Report. Go to the Hagman Report. It's on, well, it, it's uh, probably everywhere, but. Um, December 20. No, no. Oh, here it is. Episode 4597 Hagman Report. Uh, it's on Podbean like we are. Um, but it, I'm sure Hagman is everywhere. Uh, episode 4597 Chinese invasion through Panama underway for USA. Michael Yawn. Um, find the one with Michael Yawn from last week. Episode 4597 on the Hagman Report H A G M A N N. And uh, he spoke quite eloquently elegantly and profusely now Michael yawn was slash is a green beret he is a soldier he spent his career going around the world you know influencing the world for America basically that's what a green beret does uh He talked about you know, food being weaponized around the world and that a famine is coming. We have talked about, you know, many times here on our show uh, about the prices going up and availability and, you know, prices at an, or excuse me, rice is at an all-time high price. Um, and so here we are reading... And of course I just lost it. Here we go. In Jeremiah, where he said, you know, he he talks about interceding for folks, and then just gives it to God and says, So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. You know what else Michael Yawn was talking about on that show, why it's so important. I think for you to go and listen to it it's an hour and a half it's worth your time so you understand and don't live a Pollyanna-ish existence as you're being wiped out again episode 4597 uh, the Chinese invasion show with Michael Yon on the Hagman Report H-A-G-M-A-N-N look that up Uh, Mr. Yon Talked about, you know, he, he spent so much time in the Darien Gap, which is, you know, like between uh, uh, Colombia and Panama, I believe. And the, the Chinese are streaming through. All anyone has to do is get their feet on the ground in South America and they can be in America in a week. It has now been streamlined. It's been going on for a couple, for years It's thousands every week, and they are military men. If they were refugees, if they were immigrants, would they not have their wives and children with them? But they don't. They are military-age men coming to do military things. And so when we read Jeremiah... I can't help but to think about America. When he says, so give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. Ladies and gentlemen, in my humble opinion, that this is what's coming for America. People who are Green Berets and of that uh, uh, elite level of military training it does not take a whole lot of people to take over a city. Those people know what they're doing, and they can have a city under control with, uh, I mean, whatever the population is, I would say probably about somewhere. And again, I don't know the exact number, One one-tenth to, you know, maybe three-tenths of 1% of the population can control the whole population because they know what they're doing. And Jeremiah says, So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death, their young men slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them folks it's coming it's it's every day coming into america but the attack and the battle will happen suddenly and so i plead with you today i plead with god for me and my household as we'll pray at the end today, to repent, 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 so that the Lord may relent, relent. Jeremiah finishes that chapter saying, let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. Do you think God is happy about (laughs) Anything that's going on in America about how it exports, I mean, a lot of bad things. Proverbs 1, 22, How long will you, who are simple, love your simple ways? And how long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge, repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I will I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. God is saying, "Repent at my rebuke." You know, in you know rough uh, terms, you know, God says, you know, that he he rebukes those he loves. He chastens those he loves. He, de- he doesn't just let you, you know, go on into destruction without stopping you before you just decide to destroy yourself. But people here in America are just choosing to destroy themselves. The leadership is choosing to destroy this country. Repent at my rebuke. I share this for our leaders especially. Because then he, God would pour out his, his, his thoughts to you and make known to you his teachings. That's why repentance is so important. Because then you will, he, he will give you and grant you the ability and the information download to understand his word and to be like him and to be for you to acquiesce and humble yourself to become clay in the hands of the potter. Jesus, you know, mentioned that, you know, he, he said the son of, that you know, of course, the, the leaders, the religious leaders, despised him for the most part. He said, the son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Then, and and the title of this chapter is Woe on Unrepentant Towns. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago. In sackcloth and ashes. So Jesus did miracles in these cities and they yawned. They did not repent. Take a look around at what has been done in America. That God gave this country that is so full of blessing. From its forests to its lakes to its profitable land to its geographic location in the world with oceans on both sides of it to help protect it. He said you know, to, to those in Israel, he said, if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Think about the growth of the country and to the point where, you know, the Constitutional Congress was formed and they uh, came up with a Constitution, and I would say God-inspired To have a framework with even all the evil and the evil practices like slavery, racism, and and much else, still had a framework to be fixed without total revolution, even though we've been damn close a couple times. and all the technology, all of the abundance of food, all of the, you know, in relative terms, safety, although this country is, is becoming a whole lot less safe day by day. Can we not look and see these miracles, this unbelievable provision that God has made for us, and yet people will... In, in instead of giving glory to God, instead of abiding in the laws and commands of Jesus, they want to follow their own ways and not repent of the sin that they're pursuing, and they they literally institutionalize their sin. God forgive me my sin. I say that right now. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. Jesus sent his disciples out. You know one thing about the um the the TV series called The Chosen, which is you know it's about the life of Jesus and the and the um, the apostles and the message. Um, It was, some of it is very great to just see, you know, people's faces, um, like with the apostles when they, Jesus sent them out two by two, you know, and during that time, basically in Mark six, you know, Jesus says, if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them right leave them be to their own sin basically so and it says they went out he's talking about and it's they're talking about the disciples they went out and preached that people should repent they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them isn't that amazing that these people who repented God relented. How how grateful is a person who's had a demon driven out? Who's a demon? What is a demon? Go back to Genesis 6 verse 4 basically when it talks about the Nephilim which is the fallen angels, you know, saw that earth women were like pretty good looking. <laughs> and you know they had relations with the earth women and they produced the giants. They produced the Nephilim. When the giants died, their spirits are the demons. And this is, these are who in, or inhabit people. And I'm not going to go in, into that any further today. You can start looking into that. Look into some of the, the teachings and books by Steve Quayle on that, or maybe L.A. Marzulli. Um, but they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. How grateful is a person who has been healed of a major malady? First, here's what's key, first these people repented, and then God relented, and he helped them, and he poured out mercy on them. Do you need mercy in your life? Are you pursuing what God considers sin? Do you even know the difference between right and wrong? The only way to know the true difference between right and wrong is not to get your idea from your local school district or from your favorite television show that has a wicked New World Order agenda, but from the Word of God, from the teachings of Jesus Christ, from the Ten Commandments. from Romans 1, Romans chapter 1. Then, once you become familiar with these things, you will know the difference between right and wrong. And if you are doing the things that are not right, you can repent of them. That's why Jesus sent the disciples out to teach the people Now, when those who we know sin against us, we can't just be jerks. We have to be like God. That's, you know, we are supposed to be like him. We're supposed to be perfect like he's perfect. We never are 100% perfect, but we are supposed to aspire to that. In Luke 17, it says, If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. And the apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. You know why, at least why I think they said increase our faith? Because they're thinking, Lord, do you know what this person did to me? I can't forgive them. But he's saying, if your brother or sister sins against you, which most of us, if not all of us, has had have had happen, rebuke them. So tell them what they did wrong. Because sometimes people don't know. Most of the time they do. But sometimes they don't know. Rebuke them. And if, so it's conditional, if they repent, forgive them. And that's how it works with God. He will rebuke you. He will chasten you. He will give you that opportunity to say, I am sorry. Forgive me. But if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. And it's all about why Jesus came. You know, in Luke, it was a little earlier, Luke 5, Jesus answered them It is not health, excuse me, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. We are all. Sick, sick with the malady and the disease of sin. And Jesus, came, he said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He is calling you and me to repent. I want to pray right now, Lord Jesus, for those who hear this message today, for everyone who repents, who has heard your words, Jesus, and is stricken in their heart about what they've done, and come to you now, use this message in prayer for us all to repent before you. That we come before you, we acknowledge our sin, whatever it may be, however many they may be, before you. And ask that you would forgive that we first confess our sins to you and tell you that we're sorry and that we repent of our sins so that you would relent of the judgment that's coming upon each of us because of our sin even upon this country for its collective sins. That you would, that we would repent and that you would relent and that you would download your teachings and understanding of your word to us and into our lives. And that we, we would in turn Forgive those who come who 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 sin against us if they repent, if they repent, that we would always choose to re to to forgive them. Because you give us forgiveness, Jesus, and that we want to be like you. In your name, Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Please consider supporting, encouraging angels. We need your help to survive and pay our bills. Our insurance bill went up 45% from last year to this year with no claims. 45%. A very bad time, unfortunately, is coming because we don't see a lot of repentance and the horrible choices that have been made for us. And uh, we need help to pay, you know, these and other bills, you know, to keep all the the things going that we need to do to keep keep this going. So please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can use your plastic, you know, right on encouragingangels.org. Just go to the donate tab and use the cornerstone link. a great payment processor very uh, efficient. We have ha- never had any problem with them for the couple of years that we've we, we've been using them uh, and you can send something directly whether it's check cash money order I probably wouldn't advise sending cash but you know some people do want or want to uh, precious metals to our PO box you Know right there on the website this is actually PO Box 181 Elwood City E L L W O O D City PA 16117. Uh, we mentioned these things about Michael Yawn. Please, I'm not going to go into it deep, but check out, I always mention civildefensemanual.com because your country just has no plan for you to offer you self-defense except a fema camp which will be like a roach motel you guys uh where you check in but don't check out um which could be one other reason why you know these uh uh foreign people are streaming across our borders undocumented in my humble opinion please support encouraging angels And this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.